to Diamond Niners Weekly for week seven of the 2021 season. We are back on the air talking all things Charlotte 49er baseball. As always, this is Nick. Of course, I'm joined by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Live from the haze. Coach Woody. Everybody. And back at Central Control, making all of this possible, producer Brad. Hey, hey. All right, guys, we got some. We got another week of baseball to talk about. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, something new we thought we'd try this week. If you happen to be listening live on YouTube, which we can see you guys every week, uh, chime in on the chat function. There's a chat function there. Tell us who you are and where you're listening from. We we know you're there. We just don't know who you are. So producer Brad, be on be on the lookout for that. So um, if you want to say hello, do that. We'd love to know who you are out there, uh, and you know, just say what's up because we appreciate you. Um, all right, guys. How are we feeling? How's everybody doing? All good. Ready for another series. All right. Kevin, you doing okay? Doing great. Just like Coach, ready for another series or the four-game grind. For the people that, that listen to this as a podcast and can't see it, Kevin is rocking an exquisite old-school Niner ball cap, man. Where would you get that thing? Got it a, a long time ago, I guess, back in the back in the – Mid to late nineties. Yeah, that's this that's, a, this a, that's a nineties era ball cap. This is a B Rob era um niner baseball cap. So I would say you might have stolen it off B Rob, but I know you didn't steal it off Bo Rob. So <laughs> but it's sharp. I like it. I love it. All right, guys. Let's let's just jump right in. Coach Woody. Uh we came off last weekend. Your first, it's a lot of first last weekend. Um your first Conference USA series, your first road Conference USA series, and your first road Conference four-game Conference USA series. So a lot of firsts there. We go three and one on the weekend. Um, just your overall impression. Get, give us give us your feedback. Give us your reaction to last weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, Western Kentucky, they've got a really good team and uh, very better. I mean, felt like their entire lineup is like 22 and 23 year olds. Like it was really veteran lineup um, under the bats, under their belts. And, uh, you know, to your point, it's, it's, uh, it's tough to, it's tough to win on the road. It's tough to win double headers. It's tough to, you know, all that stuff. And I just, you know, I'm so proud of our guys. Um, you know, certainly everybody wants to sweep, right? Like that's, um, especially when you have an opportunity to, just because it's hard to be in that position. But, um, man, our, our guys laid on the line last weekend. I mean, to, you know, play a pretty complete game and to, um, you know, to win a doubleheader, um, you know, and then to be down seven runs in the first two innings and to put up a six spot and a nine spot there, um, you know, just showing that resiliency and that toughness, um, you know, I just I, I I couldn't be more proud of our our club the way that they they handled all the adversity. I mean, we rolled in there Thursday night for practice, and you know it was lightning and storm, and you know it's fifty mile an hour winds on Sunday, and you know it's just a lot of, a lot of different challenges. You know, and I felt like our guys didn't make any excuses, they didn't complain about anything. It was just kind of whatever, whatever, whatever the challenge was, let's just take it on. And, um, felt like that was as locked arm of a dugout that we've had, um, this season just felt like everybody was not that we weren't before. It just felt like, you know, it, it was 
even tighter than than it maybe had in previous weeks. And I, I'm, you know, I'm excited about, you know, it being even more so this weekend, you know, I mean, that's what you want to see over the course of the weekend is a club getting tighter and tighter. And I felt like last weekend, um, you know, we had that. Eight hours on a bus together helps with that, right? Yes, definitely. That definitely helps. Um, you know, a lot of time at the hotel, um, between games and, um, you know, I just, I think, uh, Tyler Simmons and, and Brianna Richards and our managers and everybody just on all the logistical things that it takes to go on our road trip. It, um, you know, hotel is nice buses. We took two buses to maximize spacing and avoiding contact tracing and trying to keep people safe. And, you know, just all the meals we had from barbecue to Olive Garden and everything. I mean, just, you know, logistically, um, you know, Tyler Simmons on our staff and, and um, Sydney Pike and Paul Ahern Ray and, you know, everybody just does so much behind the scenes to make those things. I mean, that's a, I, in my opinion, I think those things translate to wins is when you have, you know, everything firing, you know, when everything's run smoothly, logistically, the guys can just focus on playing. And I felt like we had that last weekend. Coach, something really cool that happened this weekend was uh, uh, Hale Sims versus his brother, um, David Sims from the w, WKU. Um, Hale already had a pretty good week. He got the start against App State at the Atrium Health Ballpark, um, pitched four good innings there, um, pitched a little bit in relief earlier in the series, but had a really cool moment on Sunday. Um, we were watching on the WKU feed, and it was pretty cool because the announcer, I guess, Hale's mom was sitting right in front of the announcer and he was kind of getting a play-by-play on what she was doing during the bat and uh, as well as doing a play-by-play of the brothers battle. Uh, take us through that at bat. Uh, I know it's a special moment for, for the Sims family and, and for everyone involved. Yeah, no, I, had a, I got a chance before the series to meet Davis, Hale's brother. And, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's chip off the old block, I guess you could say they're, they're pretty, they're pretty similar uh, dudes, I guess. And uh, just great people. There's a long lineage of baseball in the Sims family with, with your grandfather and, and um, relatives. And, um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, it's pretty unique. It's pretty unique to have, um, you know, brother, you know, two brothers go up against each other playing in the same conference. It doesn't happen too often. And uh, yeah, it was actually, it was, it was, you know, I mean, I mean, certain amount of notes before each game on my in-game card. And one of my notes for the Sunday game was, uh, I actually wrote, uh, Hale versus Davis. And I, I circled it and highlighted it just to make sure that, um, I just thought that if there was a way to create that matchup, um, you know, let's try and do it. And, um, if, if the situation presents itself and that's the best thing for our team, you know, let's try to, let's try to do that. And, um, just because I knew he had family in town and it's probably, you know, depending, depending if we play, you know, we play in the conference tournament, that sort of thing. You don't know if that's got that, that situation's ever going to present itself again. So we want to try to do it. And, um, you know, I hate that the runner ended up advancing, I think on a, on a ball, um, on a pass ball. Um, but we did get the, we got the punch out on the, the elevated heater. And I think there was a little bit of a stare down kind of maybe a chuckle there. Um, but um, you know, I really enjoyed meeting Davis, and obviously Hale's a Hale's a great kid, and and uh, you know, I think that was a special moment for the Sims family. They're great people. Yeah. I was gonna say, I think my favorite part of that matchup was the fact that our brother won it. That's right. Now it was a good <laughs> pitch. That was a huge pitch. 
that was a huge pitch. And Davis is one of the best hitters in the conference, and uh, you know he hurt us earlier in the game. Um, you know, I hate that. It, I hate that. Um, you know, after that, I think I think he took a hit by a pitch off the hand. Um, I think you know I think he's okay though. But uh, but no, certainly that was a big pitch by Hale, and um, I mean it's just big time competitor against big time competitor, and our guy won. That was great. It was great. I think um, the announcer said that his mom was wearing a uh, WKU sweatshirt, but from the audio, it sounded like she was her definitely her favorite is uh, Hale for sure from the audio. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard too. That's yeah, heard. oh, I've been known to have uh, green tinted glasses before, so maybe I heard it one way. Nah, we're impartial, Kevin. Everybody knows that. So, Coach, we're going to have a chance to talk about some of the other performances as we as we look through through some of the, the individual performances. But that game Sunday, because it, I think it's worth a little more a little more time here because it was so um, so dramatic the the swings back and forth. So, just talk a little bit about take us inside the dugout. Like, what's what's happening with with the with with the uh, with the atmosphere, and you know you're down seven zero, and then you you come and you take the lead, and then it ties. Just just walk us through some of those those mood swings, if you will, or how, however you want to describe it. Well, you know, I think I think one of the things that we felt on Sunday, um, you know, we were in the driver's seat. Um, not and not that that gives us permission to lacks off anything that's in the driver's street it's time to you know you get a full throttle um you know and just they had they had a really good first two innings to jump out from a really good lead and um but you know the nice thing about when you win the first three games is you don't you know the pressure is really in the other dugout you know the pressure is the pressure is in the other dugout to not get swept at home and so i feel like our guys really did a great job and you know it should be a lesson for us, you know, you know, moving forward that, you know, we just stayed pretty even keel. Um, you know, what, there wasn't like some huge pep talk speech that, you know, that, that, that got us, that got us, you know, the, the six runs in the, in the second or, or whatever it was. And, um, you know, I think I, I think I just made a comment like, Hey, let's do something cool here. Let's do something cool here. Like, you know, I mean, nobody, why not? Like, why not? why not do something cool here? And um, Keiko led off that inning with a double and you could just kind of feel a little bit um, of kind of with every runner of ours that reached base, you could kind of feel like there was no pressure for us to come back. It was just like, let's just see if we can do it. And um, you know, to our guys credit, they did, they, they came all the way back and then some, and yeah, I mean, you know, the other part about that is, is, um, you know, after that, once we, you know, obviously the end result didn't go our way. I mean, we knew it was going to be a high scoring game. Like we knew, I mean, you, you, you pull in the ballpark and there's, you know, all the flags are blowing straight out 40 to 55 mile an hour gusts constantly. Um, you know, plus that surface is one of the fastest surfaces um, in the league, not making excuses. It's just like, this is just the, the factors we're playing with. So like, if you think that that Sunday game under those circumstances, it's going to be, a one nothing game, then you're, you know, you're, you're not really paying attention, I guess. Um, you know, we didn't think it would be 17 to 16. Um, but we thought, you know, we didn't, we didn't think that the, you know, the seven run deficit was unsurmountable. I thought probably 
I thought probably the first team to 10 was going to win, um, you know, and then it turned out to kind of, you know, be a little bit more than that. And, um, but, you know, I coached three years in Blacksburg, Virginia, at Virginia tech. And for people who know that part of the country, it's 3000 feet above sea level. It's 40 to 60 mile an hour wind straight out and thin air. And, you know, I've, I've been in ball games like that, like not frequently, but like pretty frequently. And so, you know, that's just to, to me, that's why, you know, I said what I said after the game is I felt like it was my job to, to figure out a way to win that one because, um, you know, I've been in those. I don't think our team had been in the, that type of a game yet, really. Um, but I've, I've been in those types of games before. And, you know, for me, I, I, I needed to be able to, to navigate that one um, a little bit more. And we weren't able to do it. It's kind of interesting because um, from a from a psychological standpoint, um, I was, was going back and forth between between Sean and and the Western Kentucky uh, team um, since they were on the video and uh, their their announcer and you know I get it they're 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 trying to fill time and trying to find things to talk about. Um, they were speculating down seven to nothing. Oh man, these Charlotte guys, they've got an eight hour, but I, I don't know how many times he mentioned eight hour bus ride. These guys are probably, I mean, are they going to pack it in? You got to feel like, you know, they've, they're, they've, they've, they're, it's the end of the weekend and they're tired and maybe they're just going to pack it in. And I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't know about that. And then there was a certain point we made, we, we busted through, forgive me. It's probably my fault coach. But the thought literally crossed, crossed my mind. I'm like, are they going to lead this game seven to nothing and then get run ruled? Shows what I know. I actually thought that, but that was that that turned out to be. I mean, it was just it was a fascinating game. I mean, I was tired when it was over. <laughs> just yeah, no, I can only I mean, imagine how you guys. Felt. Yeah, no, I mean it's a that's an exhausting game. No matter what side, no matter which side you're on, um, you know. But again, it's it's also exhausting because our guys and, and you guys, you know, everybody, friends, family, everyone that's, you know, listening is emotionally and investing, you know, four and a half hours of their day, uh, you know, to pulling for us and and fighting and trying competing. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's all you can really ask for as a coach. And and our guys did that. And, um, you know, it's, it's a great lesson for us to know that we're never out of a game and we're never out of a game. We're never out of a game. Once you, you've heard me say it before, but once we see something, we can't unsee it. So, um, you know, it's um, that's definitely good, you know going to be a silver lining for us moving forward. Is even though the outcome wasn't what we wanted, there's there's a lot of positives in that game to take away that will serve us well in um, future games. For sure, yeah, a lot of well, let's take a lot a of positives on the week. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's just get in here. Cause there's, there's some, there were some great performances the, the, the whole week um, and some guys we can take a look at and that'll kind of let us talk about, you know, all four, um, all four games in the weekend, but um, maybe start off with, uh, with some of the starting pitching because um, uh, Morose's had another quality start. I mean, it, he looked really good in, in his, in his time on the Hill this weekend. Yeah. I know Austin, every time out, he just looks more and more comfortable. Um, got incredibly flat line pulse, uh, not in a bad way, in a good way. Uh, it's just very, it's very, uh, steady. And, um, you know, when things tend to speed, speed up on, on some guys, you know, for him, he kind of slows it down and does a really great job of that. 
he's got such good stuff. Nothing he throws is straight. So, um, you know, when he's right now, he's pretty much routinely walking no or zero or one, maybe two guys a start. Um, you know, so teams are, you know, it's kind of like, here it comes. You're going to have to, you're going to have to square it up and it's 92, 93 to touch a 95 with, you know, big time sink and a good change, a good slider. So, um, yeah, he's been really, really good for us. And, um, you know, in that second game so far, and he'll go, go in that same role here again this weekend for us. And we, we got another good start from Bryce McGowan to, to lead off the series as well. Um, I think he had a career high 10 Ks. Uh, for that Friday game, uh, very consistent. Um, I know he uh, gave a few runs, but uh, pulled us through for the victory on that one. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Bryce, I thought Bryce, um, I thought that was about as good, as good as stuff um, start to finish that he's had. Um, I think he gave up, you know, what? He gave up three runs, but I think one was a balk, which. Right. Yeah, if 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 Bryce McGowan's trying to gain an advantage by not coming set with a runner on the second and third, then you know I'd like to like to know why. Um, thought that was a questionable call, but uh, he's got all the advantage he needs. Yeah, and then you know I think there was like a you know a CNI ground ball down the first base side that was you know Gino laid out for that almost made you know almost made the play. So I thought you know I thought we were I thought Bryce was you know one pitch away from ten punches and one one earned run. Gave up three, but thought he was as good. I mean, their guy was really good. Kate's, you know, Kate's numbers were, were off the charts. And I, 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 you know, after the first inning, it was one, two, three for both of them. And, um, you know, where I think Bryce gave up a, a hit the first inning, but then that was it. And then, uh, um, you know, I just thought it was going to be this, like this pitcher's duel. And I thought, I thought Bryce, you know, I, I thought, you know, it was our number one versus theirs and, and Bryce, you know, got the job done and, did what he's been doing for us each and every week so far this spring. And uh, it's just been tremendous. He's, he's fun to watch. I mean, I feel like it feels like every time he starts, it's like the third or the fourth or the fifth. And, you know, the other team hasn't gotten a hit yet. Um, he's just kind of um, not jinxing him or anything, but he's just kind of like, he's got that ability. It's like, you, you're going to see something, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to see that day. You don't know if you're going to see just, you know, a bunch of punch outs or, you know, some really great pitches or, um, you know, him, him stepping up when he needs to make big pitches in high traffic situations. I mean, he's kind of done it all for us. Yeah. Again, not to, not to jinx him, but I mean, it feels, it has that feel to it. We've seen guys go and, and have performances like this before, but you know, their names were, were like, you know, Mills and Smith, Barnett, you know, we've seen guys turn in those kind of performances and that's kind of the, the level he's, he's operating on right now. So it's, it's fun to watch. Yep. We're also starting to get a little feel for, uh, for how you're, you're looking to handle your bullpen and who you're going to and what situations. And a couple of young guys have really stepped forward. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, Spencer Geesting uh, with the performance he had. I mean, he went 4.2 innings, uh, giving up a four and two thirds, giving up one run, four Ks. Um, big spot for a, for a freshman. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think opponents were hitting 133 against him on the week too. So he's not, you know, he's just got such good stuff. He's got, he's got the ability to just swing and misses, weak contact. Um, he might be one of our best, if not our best athlete on the pitching staff. And, um, you know, he's a true freshman. So like every time he goes out, it's just like, you know, he's learning and, and getting more comfortable and learning, you know, 
Um, and you can just, you can just see it. So, you know, I mean, I think he's, um, I mean, he's certainly capable of, of eventually at some point this year, or, um, certainly in the future of being in our rotation. Um, but right now this just his left-handedness and his stuff and his makeup and, his, and how, how hard he works and how, you know, how, how much he takes care of himself to recover like he does, you know, he just, he's providing a ton of value in our bullpen because he can get lefties and righties out. You know, he's not, he's not a lefty that just can get lefties. He's, he's got that slider that he can back foot and back door and he can elevate that heater to get righties, you know, swing and miss. And the changeup's getting better too. He's working really hard on that. So um, really, really bright future for Spence. He's, he's, he's a great pitcher. Yeah. Um. Switching over to the offensive side of the ball here, um, I think if my math's correct, I think if you include the the uh, Atrium Health Ballpark game, I think we scored forty nine runs last past week. So um, it seems like we're yeah we're running on all. Check my math; I could be wrong, but that is a good number. Um, had a lot of great offensive performances this week. Um, start off with Austin Knight. Uh, he bat he batted uh, five twenty six on the week, five doubles. Uh, currently leading the country in doubles with 15. Um, he leads Conference USA in average hits, doubles, and total bases. So, um, yeah, another another great week for Austin Knight. Uh, he's having a great season so far. Can you talk a little bit about um, his performance this week? Yeah, no, I mean, he does it He does it wherever part of the lineup he's in. He's been in the eight-hole. He's been in the six-hole. He's been in the four-hole. He's been leadoff. He's been two-hole. Um, you know, he pretty much you – know, Austin does what Austin does no matter where he is for us in the order. And um, – Certainly fun to watch. I mean, yeah, like you said, he had 526. Um, you know, he was on base 591 for the week. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, you know, but then you look over and he's got a thousand fielding percentage too. Didn't hasn't made any errors third base. So um, just a complete player, really complete player. Um, he's a heads up player. Um, you know, he's always he he's, he sees the little things in the game and and. You know, you hear you hear him in the dugout. You know, kind of saying things to other guys. Um, that just spreads. You know, that just spreads to to, to the team. And um, you know, Austin, he's just a uh, special player. You know, special person, and uh, really thankful he's here with us this year. He's 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 helping us a lot. Is it? Uh, I think you said this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is it true that he told Bo he was coming after his doubles record? I'm sure. No, I, I, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. What, what's the what's the what's the stat on that, Kevin? Um, Bo's doubles record <laughs> is 32. He, he broke his own record of 29. Uh, he had 29 in 1997, 32 in 1998, and that's the record. So, um, Austin Knight's almost halfway there with a bunch of games left. Um, yeah, he he's he's rolling at a good pace right now. So, hopefully, he can continue that. Something tells me Bo won't mind. No, nah, I think I think you're out. <laughs> All right. Well, looking at uh, obviously a great week for Austin. Now, I'm I'm going to put to you this way, Coach. Next guy I want to talk about here. You know, we've had some. We, we talked a little bit about this, and we'll mention again. We've we've had some some knocks and some injuries, some guys working through some things. Um, we knew like the the Tennessee game. Gino had to come in and he responded, and then he stayed in the lineup, and he produced. That wasn't really – I mean, it's fantastic. There was a lot of press clippings around Gino. Everybody was – Gino was kind of on everybody's radar, okay? But now, if you told me 
that we were going to go on the road for Conference USA, our first road Conference USA series. And you said, guys, we're going to start Nate Furman all weekend. I would have said, well, I like Nate because we liked him this summer. We liked his greatness when we saw him play in summer league. But my, I, honestly, in, in all honesty, I probably would have said to you, you're kind of asking a lot of the freshmen, aren't you? Start him, start him all weekend, his first, you know, his first time in the lineup, really. And you're going to start him all weekend in league on the road. And all the guy does is come in and play defense and rake. I mean, that's, that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just say we, we, um, we've seen, we've seen firm um, since he showed up on campus. He is um, even when he was coming to camp here, I mean, just the makeup is off the charts. I mean, it's, it's not, he's an unbelievable worker teammate, you know, to be a, to be a true freshman and have the leadership qualities that he has, um, you know, on top of the skill sets that he has, he's a good player. I mean, he, um, he has probably the best plate discipline on our, of any hitter. Um, you know, if you really lock in on the pitches that he swings at very rarely, do you see him swinging a pitch? that's not a strike um, or out of the zone. If he does, it's usually because, you know, he's protecting with two strikes, um, you know, and he's intentionally fouling off a ball. Um, but man, I mean, he is a gamer, he's a winner. And, we talk about all, you know, making the most of opportunities here all the time, whether it's practice or games or the weight room or whatever it may be. And, you know, you never know when those times are going to come. And, um, you know, for Nate, it was, you know, really from a starting standpoint, it was this past weekend, but he'd show or this past week, but, uh, you know, he's, he's shown it. I mean, he showed it in our ball world series. He, he played at another level. Um, he showed it in the preseason and, and, um, you know, I mean, heck, I think his first first college hit was a base was not a base clearing double like <laughs> off the wall. So he's just a gamer, and um, you know, he is uh, he has worked he has worked and grinded his way into um, being in the position he's in. He's helping us a ton. So um, he tweaked his you know, he tweaked that hamstring there, that's why he had to come out. Um, but he'll be fine. You know, he's he's getting that thing back each and every day. Brianna Richards, our trainer, she's awesome. She does tremendous work with our guys. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic that we'll see, you know, we'll see Nate back in there. If not this weekend, um, you know, for sure next weekend. Woody, I'm, I'm almost at the point where I'm ready to feel sorry for you because as all these guys start to get healthy, filling out that lineup card is going to be, it's going to be a little difficult. You know, you're never going to hear me complain about that. (laughs) Nor should you, right? Yeah. Yeah. We know we've got, I mean, we love our team. We love our team. We love, you know, offensively, defensively on the mound. I mean, it's, it's a great group, you know, um, you know, they've, they've all, they've all worked extremely hard. And um, again, there's, to your point, there's only so many spots, I guess, in the starting lineup, but we talk about it all the time. I mean, you know, for us, it's really not, you know, the starting lineup's great, but, you know, I think, you know, if you probably look at our stat sheet compared to most other teams, we probably have, you know, we've got, you know, more pitchers getting in there. We've got more hitters getting in there and probably most teams. And that's by design is that because we really have a lot of confidence and a large number of guys on our roster. And we want to make sure that we get them in there and get them experience and keep them sharp and put them in there in the positions where we feel like they give us the best opportunity to win and match up. Coach. Kind of along the same lines, um, can you tell us what you can about uh, with an injury update for the weekend? Uh, just um, 
give us a little bit, whatever you can. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I mean, everybody is trending up, I guess is a, is a good way to say it. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's part, it's just, you know, it's part of the nature of the season. It's a 56 game regular season. You're, you know, um, never seen or heard of a team that hasn't, you know, it's gone wire to wire without, you know, losing, you know, losing some guys in some shape or form. But um, yeah, I mean, I already mentioned Nate, you know, firms, firms closer now than when he was on Sunday, you know, to being back and um, McCabe, he's, he's getting closer and closer to, to getting back into the mix and Dominic Paul is getting closer and closer to getting back into the mix. Um, you know, we got Todd Elwood back, um, you know, th- this week as well, which is, which is great. So yeah, we're, we're all, we're, the needle's all moving toward, you know, closer to full strength. Um, you know, it's definitely, it's certainly not there yet, but it's, it's going the right direction. Maybe we're getting all of our, uh, all of our knocks and dings out here. Just go ahead and get them out of the way for the rest of the season. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Yep. Yep. And other guys, you know, guys, other guys are stepping up and doing a great job. And um, that experience and is only going to help uh, as we move forward. So yeah. uh, it's part of it. Yeah. And there's uh, some other some other attaboys. Uh, nobody we want to overlook here, but uh, Gino had nine hits on the week, and and then uh, Jack Dragon and Jake Cunningham both had seven RBIs this week. I mean, those guys are really get starting to get it going. Um, yeah, they're both they're they're both heating up. Um, you know, it was. Uh, I mean, Jake Cunningham right there. I think we were we were down. Um, you know, we were down sixteen to fifteen. I think it was, and he let off the he let off the ninth and, and got the single and then got over to second and scored the tying run. Um, you know, he's just really hit, 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 you know, B Rob and, and and Toby are are working with him um day in and day out and he's putting the work in himself. Um the talent is through the roof and it's only a matter of time before it, you know, really takes off. But he's you know, Jake, Jake, Jake Cunningham is, is really starting to put it together. And, um, I mean, gosh, he had a, he had a ball out, you know, at Western Kentucky, I want to say on Friday or Saturday, that was like probably 105 exit below 12 feet off the ground. I mean, it looked like the third baseman could almost jump up and catch it and it went out. I mean, it was crazy. Wow. But uh, he's special talent and those guys are heating up. Felt like he kind of broke out at in Canapolis was was where Jake kind of got it going. It's um, almost a, the, sort of the psychology of it, you know, just seeing a ball find grass, you know. And then <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and, and you know, again, like I said, I mean, he he works extremely hard, and you know, like a lot of our guys do, and you know, whether it's baseball or any profession, hard work tends to pay off. So he's getting, you know, he's starting to get paid off for all the hard work he's putting in. Okay. Well, coach, I have a feeling we've already touched on a lot of these, but let's let's work our way through the list here. We always do your the the coaching staff set of, of weekly awards. Kevin, you wanna you wanna walk us through that? I, we probably we, we've probably touched a lot of them, but let's go ahead and, and and work our way through that. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we've touched on a lot of these. Um, let's go ahead and start with the leadership effort attitude award, coach. Who uh, took that for you guys this week? That had to be firm. You know, I just, that had that had to be firm. Um, I mean, it was. I wish honestly, like. You know, he'd be, he'd be a good one to mic up. Um, you know, it's it's a little Philly at times, if you know what I'm talking about. But it's uh, um, it is, you know, it's it's all it's all gas and no brakes. I mean, it is it's full throttle. When, you know, in terms when it comes to winning and competing, and uh, 
you know, I thought he, I just thought he made the most of the opportunities and showed other guys like, Hey, this is, you know, this is what we're, this is how it's done. This is what we're going to do. And you know, I don't think we win that series without the effort that he put in um, at all. So, yeah. I think we saw, didn't we see in the fall, didn't they have the firm cam on his helmet uh, during the fall world series? I think well, I remember seeing that. We, we did have, we had Sydney Pike, uh, we put the, we put the GoPro uh, firm cam on. Yeah. We might need to bring that one back. <laughs> that was definitely inside the action. That was good. Um, we'll move on to defensive player of the week. Um, who'd you guys pencil in for that? Uh, Austin Knight. Austin Knight just made a ton of really good plays. Um, you know, a couple really awesome six hole plays to his left spinning and throwing. And, um, you know, he's just, he's playing a really good, really great third base for us. Yeah. Along the same one, um, I did notice, I think that the Niners were fifth in the country when fielding percentage. Um, I think someone tweeted that out, but uh, that's, that says a lot uh you mentioned you want to pitch and play defense. We're definitely doing that, um, and we're winning a lot of that ball games. So uh, defense is a, a big part of that. So good to see. Um, like I said, we had 49 runs this week, so there's a lot of at bat quality at-bats out there. I was sure you had a tough one to choose from on that one. Who got your quality at-bat of the week? Yeah, I mean, that was uh, Austin Knight was, was – you know, 10 for 19 with a 591 on base, and Nate Furman was 8 for 17 with a 526 on base percentage, which is, you know, what we really preach a lot is getting on base. So those two guys were our quad leaders for the week, which it was tough to choose from. There was a lot, there was a lot of guys putting up some big numbers on the quad chart. So, you know, that's always, it's always good for you to see, good for us to see. All right. Um, position player of the week. Yeah, same same guys we've been mentioning, Knight and Firm. You know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, they're, they're just um, the theme. Yep, I mean, they're, they're, they're they kind of did it all for us last week. Well, I know, I know, Knight and Furman can't win these two awards. You got the Whip Leader and uh, Starting Pitcher of the Week, and uh, Reliever of the Week. Yeah, so our Whip, our our starting, we had co-starters of the week with Hale Sims throwing four shutout and Austin Rose is throwing five shutout. Um. Our co we had a co-relievers of the week with Casey Bargo um, making three really big appearances for us, one of which was first and second, nobody out, and throwing three pitches to get out of that jam. Um, you know, he really put a stop on that game on Tuesday night as well. So, and then Christian Loth is coming in and saving the game, uh, game one. I thought he was electric. I thought he was, you know, 93, 95, um, and, and just really slammed the door there for game one. So those two guys were our relievers. Um, and then our whip leader was Awesome Roses with five innings, four hits, one walk with a 1-0 whip. So uh, those are on the mound. Those are the guys we, you know, Bryce, you know, he wins awards all the time. So we're going to give it to some other guys. Fair enough. Spread the wealth around, right? Yeah. All right. Well, let's transition over to this week's Ask Coach Woody segment. Uh, Kevin, you want to uh, you want to bring us our Ask Coach Woody question for this week? All right, uh, this week's question, uh, with MLB opening day today, um, a lot of MLB feel to it. Uh, John wants to know how much MLB baseball you're able to watch during the season, and when you do get to watch, what are you looking for in a matchup? That's a great question. Um, I wish I could. I haven't watched a single inning today, which I hate. Um, I did see the highlight of Bard, um, Daniel Bard, 
uh, closing out the game against the Dodgers. Um, but truthfully, I'm, I'm pretty much whenever I get home from the stadium, like nine or 10 o'clock at night, I'll flip on MLB network. Um, usually the Dodgers are playing cause they're West coast. So I watch a lot of Dodgers games. Um, and it's great too, because they're at the forefront of like everything that's going on in baseball and the player development and like, you know, um, analytics or whatever you may call it in terms of like matchups and stuff like that. Um, so I watch a lot of the Dodgers, um, just because that's usually what I flip on at 10 o'clock at night when I kind of wind down. Um, and I'm just kind of growing to like them just because I've gotten, you know, they're usually on late at night when I'm kind of flipping them on. Yeah, there's some good highlights waiting for you already uh, from today. Uh, you're going to like the one of Miggy Cabrera hitting a home run in a snowstorm. Uh, but because of the snow was so heavy, he didn't know the ball went out and he slid into second thinking he'd hit a double. Uh, I heard about that. And the umpire to tell him. And then you you mentioned the Dodgers. Uh, Kevin and I were talking about this before the show. There was an interesting one. Um, man on first, Bellinger hits a home run. Um the, the left fielder uh, goes up for the, the Rockies, and it actually it bounces, it glances off his glove and goes out for a home run. Um, the call on the home run was late. The man at first was around second. He thought the ball had been caught. He starts hauling it back to first, and he passes Bellinger, who's doing on his home run trot. So they pass, putting Bellinger ahead of the runner. Yep. They called Bellinger out. Yeah. <laughs> and so, because I, I, it started when I texted Kevin, I said, I just saw a one run, two run homer. <laughs> he yeah. said, what? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I feel like I've seen something like that along the lines, but um, yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So welcome back baseball, right? It's, it's opening day. Yep. Yeah. A, a pretty, pretty good day for our uh, first pitch uh, speakers. Uh, the Cardinals got a win. I think they beat the beat the reds sorry sorry darren speaks but uh, they beat the reds 11 to 6 today <laughs> and um like i said the rockies the rockies got the w uh Stu cole's the third base coach and daniel Barr came in and saved the game uh got to save i think he hit 100 um uh, today so that was pretty neat to watch but yeah so that's our our mlb segment uh for today's show yeah, there's got to be a correlation between speaking at the first pitch event and winning right there's got to be yeah, I mean, we don't we we only ask winners to speak at our at our band. Makes sense. I like it. You know, you're, all you're, right. I know I'm getting I know I'm getting old when I when I I got a text message. Some of this I got a text message today that goes, "Man, Daniel Bar Daniel Bard's throwing throwing a hundred. It's like he he was born to throw a baseball. He's your age and still throwing a hundred. I was <laughs> like, geez, like he's my age, like." <laughs> it hurts your feelings doesn't it coach it does it does um it's okay i'm i'm, I'm glad my friend's still throwing 100 you know, <laughs> representing us old guys yeah yeah oh let's see we had a producer brad's telling me we had we had a question come in let's see here this is feet davis 26 feet davis 26 How's Coach Woody's chess game going? They want to know how you're <laughs> – Was he talking about the one in the background, Brad, or the <laughs> or just in general? Chess, game, chess game's good. Um, I don't play quite as much as 
Uh, right now, Coach Miney, Simmons, and Bicknell are playing the most chess in the office, in the office right now because we have a board uh, here in the office um, with a clock, so guys run, guys run games. Um, I play more online. I'm playing – I play a lot of Blitz, which is like two-minute, two um, either one- or two-minute games with every time you make a move, you get a second added, so it gives you, you know, but basically speed chess. Um, I'm playing. I'm playing more online. Um, feet and great question. And um, but uh, you know, the thing about when you play all blitz chess, it gets a little bit. You can get a little bit uh, loose in the fundamentals and make some some bad bad moves. But I I enjoy the speed game. I play a lot of speed. So see there, feet Davis twenty six. You got questions? We we'll get you answers, even if it's about Coach Woody's chess game. All right, time to take a look forward because that's what that's what we're here to do. It's time for the Charlotte 49ers Grand Slam Club week ahead. We could look at the week ahead. Easy for me to say. We got FAU rolling in here. Uh, it's it, I think it's safe to say. I mean, all the matchups are important, but if you want to contend in the East this year, FAU is going to be one you have to deal with, and we've got them here on our home. Uh, home diamond for four games this weekend, starting tomorrow at I believe four o'clock. Now, right, the, the the time was moved ahead. So, coach, let's let's talk FAU. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, offensively, they're you know they they're pretty similar to us. They're not getting all the production from one guy. Um, you know, their entire lineup is capable of producing. Um, you know, they've got um, you know one of their best hitters is is I think. Um, they have one of the best freshman headers in the country, um, you know, on their roster, and and um, you know their starting pitching is is really good. I mean, David Kopp, their pitching coach, he's one of the most respected pitching coaches in in, that, in our industry, and, and former Clemson pitcher. Um, you know, so they've got a really deep pitching staff with a bunch of good, you know, a bunch. You know, we're going to see a bunch of good stuff, good stuff coming out of their bullpens, and um, you know, I know I think their Friday guy Cooley is more of a soft throwing lefty, but he can really, really pitch. And he's going to, he's going to give us, you know, it's going to be a battle, um, you know, against him tomorrow. So, um, you know, like you said, they're FAU, the John, John McCormick coach team. That's, you know, I saw him working out here on our field today. They're, they're physical, they're a complete team that, you know, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to need to play our best to, to win the series. Yeah, you look at they they've been ranked as high as twentieth this season. Um currently not ranked, but they've had some big wins. Uh they beat uh UCF in a series to open the season up and then they had a big big midweek win over number six Florida at the time. Um they're currently uh th- three, two and one in weekend series. I think they split one one weekend with two games. But um a tale of tape they in conference USA uh see Charlotte's fifth in ERA and FAU's 11th batting average FAU's fifth and Charles third so like I say very comparable and the fielding percentage both of them are up there Charlotte's first in the conference uh with the 983 and FAU is uh third with a 979 so both teams fielded well um it's on paper it looks like a great matchup yeah I mean it's it's um like you said they're a really good club they're really deep they're talented um, you know, it's going to, it's going to come down to, I think the, you know, which of the two teams, you know, makes the fewest mistakes and plays the best brand, you know, start to finish on the weekend. So it'll be a good matchup. This has a, 
this has a postseason feel to it. I mean, I mean, already it's this, that's what this feels like. Yeah. I mean, you know, Florida Atlantic, they're, they're routinely making the NCAA tournament out of conference USA, you know, and that's, that's certainly what we aspire to do and what we, you know, we want to do. So, you know, you've got to, um, you know, teams like, you know, teams like Florida Atlantic and Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech and Old Dominion and um, in the league and, and teams outside the league like East Carolina and Tennessee and these other clubs on our schedule that, you know, they're playing in the postseason as well. Like, you know, when you have the opportunity to play, you know, it, it, it's you got to beat those teams, <laughs> you know, yeah. to, to get where you want to go. Um, that's the name. That's the name of the game. So um, it's a great opportunity for us. Um, you know, I, like I said, I feel like with the needle moving on the health side, getting closer to closer to healthy, you know, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited for the weekend. I know our guys have worked really hard. Um, you know, that's a last weekend was a, you know, was four dog fights and long bus ride. And, um, we got back at like 3 AM, 3 30 in the morning, Monday night, you know, so Monday was a recharge of battery day. And, um, I felt like today, I felt like the energy was, was there. I felt like our guys looked fresh. They looked strong. They looked energized. So, you know, I, I like where we're at here tonight going into the weekend. With, with what, the what? four games, with the four games series coach, um, how, how, how do you, how do you manage that differently than a three game series? I mean, what, I don't want any specifics here, but, um, overall, how do you look at a four game set strategically compared to a three game set, especially conference when the games are, are, are more important, I guess, in conference standings. Yeah. I mean, you're always, I think, you know, one thing you can't lose sight of the fact is that, you know, I touched on it a little bit last week. Like if we, let's just say that the, the fourth game of last weekend had been game one, you know, like, um, you know, three and one is three and one. doesn't matter what, doesn't matter which game you win. And, and I do believe in momentum, but I, I don't necessarily think that if you win one game, it gives you that much, like just from a momentum standpoint, like, you know, I think, I'm going to feel good about game two with awesome roses on the mound, no matter the results of game one, you know what I mean? So like, I don't, from a strategic standpoint, I think, you know, you're just always trying to line it up to where, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're going after the, 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 the game at hand, um, you know, with, with the big picture of winning the series, um, you know, in, in there. So like, you know, just being, you know, and that like that East Carolina series, like that was really that was very challenging for our coaching staff from the standpoint that you know it's really hard when you're when you're playing from behind, you know, and you're down, you know, four to one against a really good team that's got a really good guy on the mound. It's like, you know, you're 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 trying to make sure that you're keeping it, you're staying in striking distance, but you're also making sure that you are, you know, putting yourself in a position to win the next game and the next game. Um you know, so from a strategy standpoint, it's just kind of, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't think there's necessarily anything with the four game versus a three game that we're trying to do differently other than, um, you know, we, we think, cause I, I think all, no matter who we start, I, I like all of our starters. I mean, I think all of them have the ability to throw seven inning complete games, you know, if they throw on the double header, um, 
you know, right now Bryce is doing a great job of getting us to the sixth or the seventh pretty much each time and Morosa's to the fifth or the sixth. Um, Brooksy's going to get back rolling here this weekend. So getting us to the fifth or the sixth there. So, you know, I just, um, from a strategy standpoint, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think too much changes, you know, you throw your, you know, you, you try to get your, your hottest or best hitters, the most at bats and your best, you know, throw the best, throw the best pitches, the best guys, the most, you know? Yeah. Well, we're certainly going to see, see all that on full display this weekend. So it's a big weekend of, um, of baseball starting as, and that was right four o'clock tomorrow. There was some time change stuff going on. That's on conference USA TV double header, uh, at, uh, at noon, um, on Saturday, two seven inning games, and then two o'clock on Sunday. So um, check that out, fans. If you can't get the, I know tomorrow's on Conference USA TV, but other than that, it may just be audio only. But you know, we follow it how we follow it, right? Yep. So looking forward, Coach. Um, just taking a look at this, and the the we're getting to that time of year that the 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 uh, the NCAA bracket projections have started now that they've gotten the basketball tournament over with the projections have started for baseball yep the league we're sitting there at 122 wins and 93 losses as a league which is good for sixth in RPI um and we the Niners are at 47 so very respectable 47 seven teams Seven teams in our league in the top 100 in RPI, which is is significant. All the way from Louisiana Tech at seven through Old Dominion, Charlotte, us, uh, Southern Miss at 50, FIU 76, UTSA is at 91, and this weekend's opponent is 72, uh, Florida Atlantic. So we've got seven teams in the league in the top 100 in RPI. So a fantastic showing for for Conference USA. Yeah, no, it is. And um you know, this is you know, our second year together as a staff, but it's um, still still in a sense of our first. I mean, this is Coach Bicknell's first Conference U.S. game is is tomorrow. Uh, you know, he was out last weekend, and we didn't play a Conference U.S.A. game last year. So, um, you know, I've really enjoyed um, I've really enjoyed getting to know all the all of the um, Conference U.S.A. head coaches. We have like, you know, pretty much from last April or May through. The preseason almost weekly we would have like a head coach zoom and just check in on protocols and updates and that sort of thing and um got some tremendous coaches tremendous programs um you know louisiana tech ali what they're doing right now is 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 you know the schedule they're playing i mean go miss and beat arkansas um southern miss and um you know southern miss's arms are really really good and old dominions you know that they, they've got they've got a little bit of everything with, um, you know, kind of, they play a little bit more of the home run ball too, um, offensively. So it's a, I mean, it's a great league, you know, there's no let up, um, you know, Western Kentucky, they're leading, they're, I think they're leading the nation in doubles. We just played them last year or last week. So, um, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're facing a big challenge each and every weekend. That's, that's for sure. And I think Kevin, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the the latest the, it was Baseball America's bracket projection had three teams in from Conference USA that they just put out this week. It was Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss, and FAU. They had uh, in their bracket projection. Is that I got that right, Kevin? I believe so. Coach, uh, give us your thoughts on March uh, 
uh, NCAA projections. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer that. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's really early, really early. Um, it's just, you think you think the same thing about them than we do? I have a feeling. Well, it's something for something for fans to talk about, and then and people to talk about on podcasts and stuff like that. But yeah, it's still it's still good to see conference getting respect, um, and hopefully it continues throughout the season, and we see that um, when the selection committee uh, comes back in early June. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I, I certainly don't put a lot of stock on it. Um, you know, but <laughs> it is, you know, but that is the discussion that we want to be in. You know, that's the discussion that we, you know, our team, our players, our coaches, that's the discussion we want to be in is, is in that field. Um, but to your point, we got a long ways to go. And long ways to go. We're focused on FAU and trying to do the best we can this weekend against those guys because that's, that's, that's enough of a challenge. Challenge as it as as it is, you know. Don't even start thinking about all the other stuff. That's I think that's a whole lot of good. All right, coach. We're gonna start winding this one down. It's it's nearly top of the hour here. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give us your last thoughts on a big weekend at the Hayes against FAU? Um. Yeah. No. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's it's exciting to be back. It's our first home conference series. Uh, I know it's going to be a little bit chillier tomorrow. That's why we moved the time up to play, play in the sun's out for everybody. Um, keep it at four, give people a chance to get off of work and, and get to the haze. Um, weather should be really nice on Saturday and Sunday for those three. Um, you know, but it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's an exciting time. So we're just, uh, um, you know, things are starting to kind of open back up a little bit more and the weather's starting to get better. And like you guys said, opening major league baseball opening day is here. So March madness is winding down. So, you know, you know, all signs are tar- pointing towards, you know, attention moving over to baseball and, and, so, and that's a good thing. So, um, get some, you know, I'm excited to get out, get, excited to get going here tomorrow against a really good FAU team and, uh, you know, see what we can do. All right, Kevin, you ready for some Niner baseball this weekend? I am definitely ready. Uh, if you remember our last Major League Baseball opening day, I think it was midsummer we were doing a show, and it wasn't – we weren't talking about live baseball games. So uh, the Niners are playing. Major League Baseball is open. Let's go, uh, let's go play some baseball. It's a good thing, right? It's a good thing all that's the right. way around, heading in the right direction. All right, folks, that's another week in the books. going to do it for us. It's time to jump on FAU. As always, we love hearing from you guys. Feel free to reach out through any of the social media platforms. Or, as always, if you're old-fashioned like we are, just say hello to us when you see us at the ballpark. So until next time, we're going to see you at the Hayes. Go Niners.